At this time, if you have a Bible, I'd like to encourage you to take it out, open it up, and let's join together in our reading, which is going to be from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 25. Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and, praising God, said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's watch. Mary looked on quietly at the unusual theatre unfolding around her, but she thought deeply about the responsibility she was nursing. Within a short time, Joseph's little family would face even more upheaval. They'd be running for their lives. In obedience to Jewish law, after eight days, the baby was circumcised and he received the name instructed by the angel Jesus or Emmanuel. Later, he was presented at the temple in Jerusalem. Nobody was expecting anything out of the ordinary to happen, but something mysterious occurred during the ceremony. There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he had been told by God that he would not die before he had seen the Messiah. He felt strangely compelled to visit the temple in Jerusalem that very day. And then, when he saw the child presented by Joseph and Mary, he was overcome with a desperate urgency. He had to speak. He gathered the baby in his arms and said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of everyone. Simeon whispered a chilling note to Mary. He said the child was destined to cause the falling and rising of many, and that a sword will pierce your own soul too. Right there, in the temple courts, Simeon was seeing more than the promised saviour. He'd been given a glimpse of just how much the salvation of the world would cost. Then, with perfect timing, a wonderful old lady named Anna spoke about the child being the one who would redeem Israel. In other words, Jesus would own the rights to the whole country. 
it seemed increasingly clear that this gift of a son was free to everyone. First the shepherds, to those living on the breadline, the poor and the uneducated, he came. To those outside the walls of the church, he came. For those within its walls, he came. We are taking an offering. Bring your sorrow and your illness. Leave it here. Thank you. Well, today, as we spend this final Sunday of 2020, saying goodbye, maybe good riddance to the year behind us and saying hello to the year that is coming, we're concluding our Christmas series, Receiving Hope, by talking about the commitment of faith that is made by Simeon. Now, a few years ago, I preached on this passage, and I read an article by a pastor. His name is Jeremy Lineman, and I'll refer to that a little bit later, but he said this. He said, goals are overrated. Commitments are underrated. Goals are overrated. Commitments are underrated. And I think it's an important concept to grapple with as we are looking ahead at New Year's resolutions. You're not going to find any resolutions or goals in the reading that we read just a minute ago. But instead, you will find the faithfulness that comes by being committed to a loving God. And I believe that no matter what 2021 has in store for each and every one of us, there is something that we too can learn about being committed to our faith the way that Simeon was in his day. And so uh, let's dive into that. But just before we get into the reading that I read a few minutes ago, um, just a little context that I want to share. Just a few verses before. If you look at Luke chapter 2, you'll find that um, we've already gotten through the story of Christmas. Jesus has been born. The shepherds have come. They've heard the angels sing. It's been about a week, a little bit more that has gone by. And this ushers into this particular moment an important Hebrew tradition. And so let's go to verse 22, just a few verses before the reading this morning. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons." Now, there's actually two things that are happening in Jerusalem on this particular day. The first one is Mary is coming as a mother who has just recently given birth. She is going through the purification rites that would happen at that time. But they're also there to dedicate their firstborn son to the Lord, which is also required by the law. And that leads us into the reading we read just a few minutes ago. Look again at verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Now just imagine 
If you were told that something of that level of significance would happen before you die. And it it reminds me of a story I read a number of years ago. It's a Greek Orthodox tradition that speculates how God told Simeon that he would see the baby Jesus. That he would not die before seeing the Messiah. And this is all speculative. It's not not in the Bible. But but the way the story goes is this. The, The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And later on, they translated it to Greek. And that version of the Old Testament is called the Septuagint. And the way the Greek Orthodox tradition says it happened was Simeon was one of the people who was translating the Bible into Greek. And his job was to translate the prophet Isaiah. And he got stuck on a specific verse, chapter 7, verse 14. It says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin, if you have a Bible, underline that word, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He had a hard time, the story goes, translating the word virgin. He wanted to translate it young woman just to kind of leave everything a little bit more open-ended because that made the most sense, which it would make the most sense to us as well. But the way the story goes, the angel Gabriel came to Simeon and told him to translate it as virgin and told him that he would not die before he saw this happen. Now again, this is all conjecture, but, but something had to happen, right? The Lord somehow told Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he died. And while he didn't know exactly when that was going to happen, from that moment on, Simeon must have made a commitment to the Lord and every day woke up looking for Jesus. And that commitment was more than a goal. It was more than a New Year's resolution. He couldn't decide this was going to be the year he had to make that commitment until Jesus came. And because it was a commitment, not a specific goal at a specific set time, it changed his perspective undoubtedly every single day moving forward. And there's a lot of truth to be able to understand as we look at that in our faith and even in other areas of our own life. A similar phenomenon that I've seen as a parent. Uh, my wife Alyssa and I have talked about this a lot, that as, as our, our kids have gotten older, our commitment to them and to listening to them and to being present in those relationships has changed as well. When, when they're really little, um, it's, it's not too hard to, to know when they need something, right? They usually cry or they pull on your leg and they let you know. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was meeting with a couple who are recent empty nesters, and when they found out that uh, Alyssa and I's youngest are three and two, they said, oh my goodness, that's just such a tiring season in life. Those are hard years, I think is what they said. And it's true, they are hard years. But I would say that they're also difficult years when your children get older. It's just a different kind of of challenge. Our oldest son is in middle school now, Jacob, and I've learned that the older our kids get, the more you have to be intentionally present. You got to listen for the more subtle messages as they get older. It's not that they don't have needs, but sometimes those needs just aren't as obvious as they were when they were young. And so the more you listen, the more you're present. We don't do this perfectly, but the more we do it, the more we realize that they still need us. Even adults who are children to adult parents, they, they need things from their parents if you're just willing to listen. Now, I think about Simeon, and I think in a similar way, he had to be intentional in his relationship with God. Every day, he had to be looking for the subtle signs and messages and listening for God's voice for the coming 
of Jesus. And bringing it back to what we're talking about today on this last Sunday of 2020, I want to ask us, what if we made that same commitment in this next year that Simeon made to God in his day? What if we made a commitment, not a resolution, but a commitment to look for God in everything that we do? It's different than a resolution because we know where our resolutions go. We say we're going to do things like exercise more or to make it spiritual. We say, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to go to church more. And then we don't. But see, imagine if you were Simeon and that's how you approached this situation. He literally would have missed out on holding Jesus. That's what he got to do. And what it took not to miss out on that moment was a deep commitment to walk with God every day so that he wouldn't miss the Messiah when he comes. And friends, I think the same challenge is true for you and me. As we look ahead at the year 2021, the same is going to be true for us as well. Now here's the moment that we we see where uh, Simeon finally sees what God told him he would not die without seeing. Joseph and Mary bring the baby Jesus to the temple. Just like a good Jewish family, Simeon is now old in years. And take a look at this, Luke 2, 27. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praising God said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Now, I quoted at the beginning this pastor who said that goals are overrated and commitments are underrated. And so let's get to the commitments. There's three commitments that I believe we can learn from the example of Simeon and his experience of faith. Commitments that we can make as we look ahead at the year to come. The first one is this. It's a commitment to death. A commitment to death. Now that sounds morbid, doesn't it? But look at what Simeon did. He took Jesus into his arms, and the first thing he says is, you may dismiss your servant in peace. He says, take me now, Lord. Simeon saw Jesus and immediately was prepared to die. Now, I'm not saying that I hope that the year 2021 brings you or I or anyone that I know and love death, but if there's anything that we've had to think a lot more about over this past year as we have faced a global pandemic, has it not been death? And so what if you stepped into the next year, 2021, with this sobering experience that we've all gone through and are continuing to go through today, and if we responded with a real awareness that this could be your last year, and then we make a commitment to live like it is. And what I mean by that is that we would love the people in our lives as if it's the last opportunity for us to be able to love them on this side of heaven. I mean, if you think about that, if you made that commitment, what what decisions would change in your life? How would you spend your time? How would you spend your money? What relationships would become the most important? Because that's how Simeon lived. He was prepared to die. 
And the reason why he rejoiced in that commitment is that that isn't the only commitment that he made in the lens of faith that he was looking out at his life with. Look at the second thing. He made a commitment to death, and he also made a commitment to new life. A commitment to death and a commitment to new life. See, in Jesus, our death is not the end. Our earthly death is no longer Morbid. The Apostle Paul knew this well when he said in Philippians 1, I'm torn between the two, heaven and earth. I desire to depart and be with Jesus, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. See, your death and mine will be the best day of our lives because it will be the last day that we have to die for all of eternity because of Jesus. That's the life we live when we live in the commitment to death and we live in the commitment to new life. This is salvation. And it comes to us through Jesus by placing our confidence, not waiting until our earthly death comes, but knowing that our new life begins today. This is why when we're baptized, we, we remember that we literally die to our old selves and we come out of the water a new creation. Jesus said that you have to be reborn. Now notice when Simeon holds the baby Jesus, he doesn't say that I see salvation is coming in 30 years. He says salvation is here. I see your salvation. Jesus coming to earth, even as a month-old child, was salvation in the eyes of Jesus. And it's salvation to us, too, because Jesus promised to be with us always. He wants to be our salvation today as well. And that's good news as we look ahead at the uncertainty of another uncertain year. Every year is uncertain but especially in times like we're living in right now, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring. I pray that it brings us joy. I pray that for many of us, it's a better year than this last one, that we'll have things to celebrate, the normal things like new life and marriages and homes and jobs and, and hopefully the end of a pandemic and the return to a somewhat normal way of life. And as those things come to us, then we will see them, if we make this commitment to the new life of God, as reflections of God's salvation. But I also know that no matter what happens this next year, there's going to be those of us who are going to experience pain. We're not going to get everything we want or think we need. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going to lose jobs. We're going to lose homes. We're going to lose opportunities. We're going to lose our health. And so we have to remember that Jesus is here to save us today and in whatever the new year brings. And so in 2021, we make a commitment to death. We make a commitment to the new life in Jesus that we find. And the last thing that we learn from Simeon is we make a commitment to God's plan. Look at Proverbs 16.3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your paths. Let me say that again. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your paths. For Simeon, for years, he committed himself to this kind of Proverbs 16.3 way of living, walking with the Lord in everything that he did. Daily worship, 
constant prayer, reading the scriptures. And it was in those disciplines, in those commitments, that he was given by God ears to hear the Holy Spirit to be prompted to come to the temple on the day that he did. Imagine if he got tired of those commitments the year before. If he decided that he wasn't going to go to church, that he wasn't going to pray, that he wasn't going to read God's word. And I'll tell you that there's been times this past year where I have grown lax in those disciplines, where I've grown lax in those commitments. And I find that the more lax I am in those things, the less I hear God's voice. Simeon made a commitment to God's plan in his life, and he was able to hear God speak because of it. Pastor Jeremy, the one I referenced at the very beginning, suggests that we all consider something different as we look ahead at the new year. And he begins this article that I read with Deuteronomy 4.9. It says this. It says, Be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Reminds me what I said to the the faithful few that came and and joined us for our outdoor Christmas Eve worship service on the square. It was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And I say faithful few. We had well over 100 people who came. It was was just a wonderful opportunity, but we were cold. And I I told the the future parents in the crowd, I said, when your kids grow up and, and they start to complain when you're taking them to church, I want you to tell them that in the year 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, you were so committed to worshiping the Lord that you you worshiped out in like below zero wind chill temperatures. Be reminded of this past year. I think about that when I think about Deuteronomy 4:9. Let's make a commitment not to forget this past year. Let's make a commitment not to forget the way in which God has been with us across this past year. Not just in the joys, but especially when he's been with us in the pain. Not just in the warmth, but especially when he's been with us in the cold, dark nights of our soul. We use that experience to make a new commitment, not a goal, to look for the salvation of the Lord in our lives each and every single day. Simeon met Jesus in the temple on one day after spending a lifetime with the commitment to follow God and listen. And the same could be true for us in the year 2021. Uh, Augustine said this, one of our church fathers, love God and do whatever you please. For the soul trained in love to God will do nothing to offend the one who is beloved. And so we make a commitment in 2021 to love God. And we make a commitment to to, to death, to our death in him, to his salvation, and then to the plan that he has for you and I, not just for this year, but for the rest of our lives. And so would you join together right now as we pray? Lord Jesus, I just want to thank and praise you that you've made a commitment to us, a commitment that gives us the strength through your faith, which is a gift that you place inside of us. You give us the strength through your spirit to be able to make a commitment to you that we could not make on our own. And so we thank you 
And we pray that you would strengthen us now as we look at the year ahead, not knowing what will come, but knowing that you know all things. That we might be like Simeon when you told him that he would not die without seeing your salvation. God, would we too look for your face in every moment of every day. And may we find you in the joys, but God, may we especially find you in the pain knowing that as we die to ourselves, we emerge from the waters of baptism into new life. We are born again as you tell us we have to be into your new life and your plan, a plan that will go on forever and ever, but a plan that we don't have to wait until eternity to see, but we can see it now. We need it now. And so we pray that you would bring it to us as we bring ourselves to you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.